Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how both sides were fighting Abdul Khan, Ratan Chand, and Karam Chand. They had separated from the main force and had isolated Guru Hargobind in the battle. The last chapter ended with Karam Chand jumping towards Guru Hargobind. So chapter 43 now begins describing when the son of Chandu named Karam Chand jumped in front of Guru Hargobind. The two others, Ratan Chand and Abdul Khan, were behind him slightly. Karam Chand lifted up his sword in the air heading towards Guru Hargobind. With the strength of his arm, he struck down towards the head of Guru Hargobind who quickly used his shield to block the strike. It hit the metal flower ornaments on the animal hide shield, causing a spark. In taking the strike on the shield, the Guru guided it away with the strength of his left hand. Karamchand carried that momentum, raised the sword up again to begin to strike down, but Guru Hargobind quickly snapped him right in the face with his large, heavy shield. The weight and strength of that shield just knocked out Karamchand cold. He fell to the ground. Who could take who could bear such a strike from Guru Hargobind? Ratanjan was on the other side and came up to the Guru raising his shield with great strength. Like a dancer, he jumped while striking, but Guru Hargobind sidestepped that strike to the left. Ratanjan carried that momentum again and raising his sword, but at that moment, Guru Hargobind quickly drew his pistol from his waistband. Some Sikh had brought this from a foreign land. Nobody could survive after eating a bullet from it. Guru Hargobind shot him right in his chest and it made Ratanjan jumped back before hitting the ground. His mouth was wide open, he was spread out on the ground, and he was just leaking blood. He died right there without even being able to shout out. Abdul Khan saw this in rage and knew deep in his heart that Guru Hargobind was a great warrior. He jumped forward while yelling out, Stay still! You won't have any support now. After saying this, he took a shield and threw it on his back. He wasn't going to use it. Guru Hargobind himself as well abandoned his shield and was roaming only with his naked sword. Moving here and there, like a cow peeing, moved side to side, these warriors were sometimes facing head on, sometimes diagonally positioning themselves. Abdul Khan was a great swordsman. He had trained greatly in the science of swordsmanship. Whatever movements the Guru was doing, he could match. And whatever movements Abdul Khan was doing, Guru Hargobind was doing that as well. Both warriors wanted to get their strike in. Both warriors desired victory for themselves. Both were the leaders of their armies. Both warriors knew the tactics and strikes of swords well. Both abandoned their shields. Both warriors were imbued with a heroic spirit, Biras. Both warriors were specialists in warfare. Both knew how to strike and evade. Both were tenacious, beautiful warriors. Both would be killed or kill. Both were filled with enthusiasm for war. Both were drenched in red blood from the battlefield. Both were doing strikes at each other. Both knew how to evade and block them. All the devtas from the heavens had come to watch this Guru Hargobind in battle. They were in the heavens looking down watching the warriors, both of whom were filled with rage. Sometimes Abdul Khan would come forwards and strike at Guru Hargobind. Sometimes Guru Hargobind would press upon the Khan. Sometimes from the left side the strike would go through evaded by sidestepping right. They were roaming around, positioning, leaping, lifting their sword. Abdul Khan then struck with his sword, which Guru Hargobind parried with his sword across. Abdul Khan realized that that strike had went empty, so he stepped back. Guru Hargobind jumped forward, lifting his sword up while yelling at him loudly. While looking low at Abdul Khan, indicating that he was going to strike low at his legs, so Abdul Khan then realized that the Guru was going to strike low, he positioned himself in a certain way to block that low strike. 
And in this distracted state, Guru Hargobind, with great strength, struck his Kharag sword high. That idiot was just concerned about blocking low. Guru Hargobind changed the position and went upward. His moon-like radiant sword struck across Abdul Khan's neck. His head immediately fell. Such a clean strike, the sword was so immensely sharp. Like how a potter, a pot maker uses string to cut his pot, or like how a soap maker uses a metal wire to cut pieces of soap. In the same way, it appeared like Guru Hargobind just cleanly cut off this guy's head. Or like a ripe fruit comes clean off a tree when hit, dropping so quickly. In the same way, Abdul Khan's head hit the ground. His eyes were still open. His body hit the ground like a tower that has been hit by lightning. Or like how an earthquake takes out a watchtower. Guru Hargobind looked at Abdul Khan, who was laid out on the ground without a head, dead. At that point, it was absolutely pitch dark. The dead Khan was right near Guru Hargobind, and Guru Hargobind spoke out saying, This person who mounted up against me is now dead. These Turks, so arrogant. These idiots. Eternal bliss and victory is forever to the Satguru. When Guru Hargobind said this, Karamchand then regained consciousness upon hearing these words of the Guru. And he thought in his head, he's talking about the Nawab, Abdul Khan, he must be dead, but I don't know what happened to Ratanjand. Six will soon come here. I should go at him now before the six come and kill me in great rage, understanding me as their enemy. Now he's alone. He's tired after fighting greatly. I should get up and kill him. I'll, I'll obtain such praise. I'll go and tell the emperor that I killed the guru. So Karamchand thought this. Then he got up while yelling, Stand still! You killed the Nawab, Abdul Khan. You'll obtain the fruit from your vile axe. You'll go see the realm of death now. Guru Hargobind looked over at Chanda's kid in great rage and said, You're still alive? You haven't gone to the afterlife with your buddies? Oh, they're probably waiting for you. Why are you taking so long? They're thinking. So come, quickly, towards me. Otherwise, you'll have to go to the afterlife alone. Hearing this, Karamchand quickly pressed upon the Guru with his naked sword glistening in the dark. He was running towards the Guru like a moth going towards the flame, flying into the flame to burn up. When the idiot got close, Guru Hargobind yelled out saying, Ready yourself! Take the first strike with your sword, with all your might. Otherwise, you'll regret not getting the chance while you're dead. Hearing this, Karamchand struck towards the head or the shoulder of the Guru, who saw the strike coming and tried to parry it with his own sword. Karamchand, with great rage and strength, did the strike, and when the swords clashed each other, both of them broke. Falling to the ground, both were holding only the handle to their sword. Looking at this, Guru Hargun paused and thought, thinking he has a katad in his punch dagger, his waistband. But if he kills him with this, then the enemy will receive death from a weapon. And for this reason, I shall kill him with my bare hands. So this goes back to the thought that weapons are divine and death from a weapon, Sarbalo Devi, results in moksha, liberation. So Guru Hargobind here doesn't want to give him that honor. Guru Hargobind also thought, well, he's also without a weapon, so it's not proper for me to strike somebody who's unarmed. At that point, Guru Hargobind grabbed him with his strong, long arms. Gadamchand tried his best to get out of the grip, but it was like a rabbit being squeezed by an elephant's trunk. Guru Hargobind with strength was twisting snapping all of his joints. He couldn't get free from it, from these locks and breaks. Guru Hargobind was showing his strength of both arms like a deer being caught in the grasp of a tiger. Guru Hargobind, in grabbing him to the side, saw how light he was, and he picked him up, spun him around for a bit, and then threw him down to the ground hard, head first, 
His head split. His body crumbled up. All of the joints of his body were dislocated. This is how Guru Hargobind destroyed these enemies. He looked around in all four directions right after that, seeing that nobody else was there. Those who were left alive from the battlefield had ran away. It was so dark, nobody could see anything at this point though. Wherever the Turks were, they had run in fear. They understood that their commander must be dead. Slowly, when all these cowards had run away, Bidishan saw that there was no enemies left. So he quickly went back to see and get news of the Guru. He was slowly, slowly looking around over here and there. Guru Hargobind though, he was a little tired. He sat down in the battlefield. The dead bodies of the three, Abdul Khan, Ratan Chand, Karam Chand, were nearby. Amongst them all, Guru Hargobind was sitting. It was so dark now, you couldn't see anything, even close to you. Nobody was firing off any guns at this point. The Turks were so scared, they were trying to be as silent as they could. Everyone had pulled back to their sides, and at that place, carnage and chaos erupted earlier. Now, it was pitch silence. You couldn't hear anything or see anything at this point. People from both sides had pulled back to rest. This is how chapter 43 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear how Guru Hargobind orders the caretaking of all the fallen soldiers. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Hello,